Welcome to Holistic History, The Quest for King Arthur. My name is Jim Frost, and this is episode 6. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the two battles that Arthur is said to have lost, Portsmouth and the Field of Camelot. He may have lost other battles, but these are the only two on record. The first battle is technically called Thongborth, but for reasons which I will explain later, it is usually identified as the Battle of Portsmouth. Information on this battle comes from a poem written in the 10th or 11th centuries, but which may have been an update of an original that dates back to the late 5th or early 6th. It laments the death of a hero named Geraint, who appears in tradition as Arthur's nephew. The poem is called Geraint, Son of Urban. It consists of 18 three-line stanzas. Stanza 8 contains a reference to Arthur. At Thongborth, I saw Arthur and brave men who hewed down with steel, emperor and leader in toil. The very next stanza says, At Thongborth, Geraint was slain, a brave man from the region of Dinyant, and before they were slain, they slew. Dinyant is the middle Welsh name for Dumnonia, which consisted of Somerset, Dorset, Devon, and Cornwall, and which tradition says was Arthur's kingdom. As with so many other things with King Arthur, there are differing opinions. Is this a genuine event, or was it made up? If it is genuine, was the reference to Arthur always part of the poem, or was it added later? I believe that it is a genuine event because stanza 9 clearly indicates the Britons lost the battle, and they are not likely to have invented a defeat. I also believe the reference to Arthur is genuine, as they are not likely to have associated a great hero with a battle they lost, unless he was actually there. Many people, myself included, believe this is the same battle as the one mentioned in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle as the Battle of Portsmouth, dated to 501. In this year, Port and his two sons Bieda and Melga came with two ships to Britain at the place called Portsmouth Ha and slew a young Briton, a very noble man. The name Thongborth cannot be fully translated, but it does contain the word Thong, meaning port. So both sources indicate a battle at a port, the Anglo-Saxons won, and a significant British noble was killed. So they are likely the same battle. As for the battle itself, all that can be said about it is that the Anglo-Saxons launched an assault by sea and the Britons staged a cavalry charge in which Geraint was killed. There is a problem with the Anglo-Saxon account in that it attributes the victory to a man named Port, but Port is not a name and was clearly suggested by the name of the place. I am purely speculating here, but I believe the victor was Ali of Sussex, who you will remember from the last episode was the first Prethvolda, or High King of the Anglo-Saxons. If you remember, I accepted the traditional Welsh account that Baden Hill was Salisbury Hill just outside Bath, and that the Anglo-Saxons arrived by sea and devastated the countryside before marching to Bath. I believe Portsmouth was part of the same campaign. Ali won the battle, but Arthur was able to withdraw with most of his army intact. Time would have been on Arthur's side. He could have collected reinforcements until he was strong enough to swamp the Anglo-Saxons at Portsmouth. Ali had to force a rematch, which he did by attacking Bath. This is all I have to say about Portsmouth, so now we move on to the Field of Camelot. This was Arthur's last battle. The oldest reference to this is in the Cambrian Annals, which was written sometime around the year 970. The passage reads, The Battle of Camelot, in which Arthur and Medrat fell. Medrat is probably the origin of the name Mordred. We are used to the idea that Mordred was Arthur's son, but that is a relatively late development. In medieval traditions, he was identified as Arthur's nephew. There is also a theory that he was originally a respected figure and on Arthur's side, but was turned into a villain by later sources. I do not agree. The triads were memory devices for the bards that collected short references to poems grouped together by threes. In 2006, Rachel Bromwich published a collection of all of the triads in one volume. Triad 59 in her collection is the three unfortunate councils of the island of Britain. 
The third was the threefold division of, by Arthur of his men with Medrot at Camlin. This is cited as indicating that Medrot was on Arthur's side, but that ignores the title that says these triads refer to unfortunate counsels or bad ideas. That suggests that Medrot betrayed Arthur by switching sides. Those, like myself, who accept that this triad is a genuine tradition must also accept the idea that Arthur originally marched to Camlin to fight somebody else. The general consensus of opinion is that it was Melguin of Gwyneth, the High King at the time Gildas wrote his book, and is said to have died in 547 according to the Cambrian Annals or 549 according to the Leinster Annal. Gildas criticized Melguin, saying that he seized power by killing his uncle in a civil war, then had a fit of remorse and went into a monastery but later abandoned this holy life and came out of the monastery. Melguin held two positions, King of Gwyneth and High King. If this is a reference to him seizing power in Gwyneth, we will never know who the uncle was, but if it is a reference to him making himself High King, then it would have been the High King who came before Melguin who was killed in a civil war. That would have been Arthur. I believe it is a reference to the High Kingship. After killing the uncle, Melguin went into a monastery. So who was ruling Gwyneth while Melguin was in the monastery? Gwyneth was an important kingdom in medieval Wales. In fact, the modern Welsh flag originated as the flag of Gwyneth. Consequently, it is also one of the best documented of the kingdoms. If Melguin seized power in Gwyneth, then we would be missing the names of two of its kings, the unnamed uncle Melguin slew and whoever ruled the kingdom while he was in the monastery. This is possible, but I find it unlikely. I believe the more likely idea is that this refers to Melguin seizing the high kingship. There is no indication as to where the battle was fought. And there are several places in Wales called Camlin, one of which would have been in Gwyneth in the late 5th and early 6th centuries. However, there is no way to show that the battle was even in Wales, let alone that this is the right location. There is also no information on the course of the battle itself, other than the triad I mentioned earlier, saying that Arthur split his army into three divisions. According to tradition, Arthur and Medrot killed each other in personal combat. Arthur stabbed his opponent through the body with his spear, Medrot forced himself forward, driving the spear farther into his own body so that he could get close enough to swing his sword, hitting the king on the side of the head so hard the blade pierced Arthur's helmet, giving the king a fatal wound. I am in two minds about this account. It sounds a little too theatrical, the hero and traitor killing each other in dramatic fashion. On the other hand, it is possible. If I am correct that Medrot betrayed Arthur on the battlefield, the king would have been furious and would have wanted to vent that fury on the traitor. Furthermore, I believe it quite reasonable to think that the Britons would have wanted to record the details of the death of their great king. Then there is the fact that in the account Arthur was armed with a spear and not Excalibur, suggesting that the story is early and predated the inclusion of the mystical sword in the legend. That is all I am prepared to say about the Battle of Camelot. Please join me for the next episode when I will talk about the evidence linking Arthur to the kingdom of Domnonia. This has been Holistic History, The Quest for King Arthur. I am Jim Frost. Until next time, I hope you have a great day.